0: We want to welcome you to Arise and Shine. I'm Tony Hurst, and this is my wife, Melissa, and we're excited about the, the privilege to be able to share God's Word with you. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, about who we are in Christ and what God has done for us, and we're so thankful that circumstances around us may change and situations may change, but God never changes. His Word is always the same, and He always sees us the same, and, uh, and we can live this life you know, and walk in victory because of what He's done for us. So if you got your Bible, get it out and let's look at some verses here. And I believe it'll be an encouragement to you, and I believe it'll give you some of the answers and some of the solutions that you've been looking for.
1: Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Shine tv show or emailing us at ariseandshine tv at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you.
0: Well, praise God! It's, we're glad to be with you again, and we're going to uh, be looking at some things. We was going to go another direction, and there are some things uh, that we could look at, you know. Um, but we want to. What we want to do is is go. I believe the Lord's just kind of pulling us just another direction here to uh, encourage you about who you are in Christ. See, the gospel is good news. Mm-hmm. The good news is that if you look that word up, literally look it up and study it from the Greek, you'll find out that it, what it literally means, it's, it's news that's almost too good, too good to be true. Mm-hmm. It's, almost, it's like it's almost unbelievable. Yeah. But it is believable what God has done for us. To think that he would uh, send his own son, you know. Uh, now think about it. The God of the universe, the creator, he's God. Jesus is God. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God same was in the beginning with God. And it says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. That's John, the gospel of John, that first chapter, where he talks about that. and He's the creator of the world, but he was willing to submit himself, submit himself, now you talk about obedience to God, to the Father, to his plan and to his purpose to redeem mankind. Mm -hmm. And so he was willing to step out of his position and place of deity, Mm -hmm. okay, at the right hand of the Father, which he had known, from the beginning of time however that how far back that goes from forever okay and step in to his own creation mm-hmm. and become a man and not only become a man but live a, a perfect sinless life and then give his life as a sacrifice so that he could redeem mankind mm-hmm. my gosh and so see that's i mean that's good news and and then God says I don't require anything of you. The only thing I require of you is to put your faith, your trust, and your allegiance and your life into the hands of my Son Jesus Christ. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to try to, to get you know because see you cannot live long enough and be good enough to earn anything that God has done for us. Mm-hmm. It's all because of His willingness and His love. His His love is what is and His willingness to send Jesus to take His our place and to die for us. See, he took our place. You know, I like 1 Peter 2, 24. It says, who his own self. And I quote this verse to myself all the time, just over and over and over, you know, because the more you do that, the more you begin to see and understand, you know, who his own self, talking about Jesus, bore our sin, mm-hmm. not his. Mm-hmm. Our sin, now listen, in his own body. God gave him a body. And in that body, he bore the penalty for our sin. Now listen, why did he do that? It's what what it says is, that we being dead to sin. Mm -hmm. That we being dead to sin. So in other words, God said, I'm going to allow Jesus to come and he's going to bear your sin in his own body on the tree so that you might be dead to sin. Mm -hmm. Now being dead to sin, what's that mean? being dead to all of the effects that sin brings on a person. Mm -hmm. Sickness came because of sin. Poverty and lack came because of sin. Depression came because of sin. Fear came because of sin. Anxiety came because of sin. All of those things, all of those things came because of sin. And God's Word says in 1 Peter 2, 24, that you're dead to all of those effects. They don't have to affect you anymore because he goes on and says that you may now live unto righteousness. Mm -hmm. In other words, God wants you to live out the rest of your life with a consciousness and an awareness that you are in right standings with him, not because necessarily of your behavior, but because of what Jesus did. See, what he did put you in right standings with God. When you accepted what Jesus did, that made you righteous like Jesus. And it says goes on and says, and by whose stripes ye were healed. Mm-hmm. And then it, that goes, if you were healed, then evidently you, you, you are healed and you're healed right now. So see, it is God's will. And that, that is talking about natural, physical healing is what that's talking about. Because mm-hmm. that goes back to, to the book of Matthew 8, 16 and 17, I believe it is, and Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 where it originates. You know, and you can follow that all the way through. That, that is what God's will is for us. See, that's the gospel and the good news. And when God releases something in the earth, like we said before, he doesn't take it back. He's not an Indian giver, so to speak. Or he's not someone, you know, that says he's going to do one thing then change his mind. He said, I'm, I'm, he said, I'm not like man. I don't change my mind. He said, I change not. See, he knew what he wanted to do from the beginning and fully understand it to the point that he don't need to change. Because, see, he's already perfect and understands everything. So when he does something, he knows what he's doing. He did not have to go like, oops, oh, I made a mistake there. I need to fix that. No, that's what we would do. But, see, he lives outside creation. And he has an understanding that we can't even fathom and a knowledge that we can't even fathom. And so he knows exactly what he's doing. So when he released healing into the church and into the body of Christ, he never took it back. He never take it back. When he le- when he released the gifts of the Spirit into the church, he never took them back. It's still his will today. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh, you have anything?
1: Well, I was just um, thinking about where's that scripture where it talks about being conformed to the image of Christ? Romans. That's not on our list, obviously. No, it's either. not. <laughs> let's, just,
0: let's look over there. I like it when you do that. Let's go to the book of Romans. I believe it's, uh, let's see if I'm right. Romans. I've got my older Bible here because I. Yeah, it's ch- chapter 12, isn't it? Or is it? I'm mm, in mean 12, but I
1: haven't seen
0: it. Is it? Being not conformed to this world? Is that what you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's the second second verse of chapter 12, Romans.
1: Um, is that what I'm thinking of? I'm what talking about being say? conformed to the image of Christ.
0: Oh, being conformed to Okay, go to Romans. Go to Romans 8. Go to Romans 8. Well, because you
1: know you and uh, verse twenty nine. Okay. Well, because you were talking about um, um, you know being born again, and that that is that is our answer, and um, we've been talking some about the body of Christ and how that we've lost some of the power that we've had before, and the reason that a lot of the world doesn't see us as an answer is because we lack power. You know, we say that we're the way, yet our lives are not any different from those around us. Um, You know, we still think and do the same way as ever as everybody else does around us, and so people look at us and say, "How can you say you have the answer when your life is no different than my life?" And and
0: common sense, doesn't it? That's what a lot of people think.
1: And because we still do and act and. Our lives are perceived the same as everyone else's, else's, then um, we're laughed at in the sense of what you mentioned before. And even you talking about being born again, um, we are born again. We have the image, um, we are, well, conformed to this image, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself, but we have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Yes. But we have to choose to still be led by that spirit. Mm-hmm. Because we talked about um, you know, people needing power to come out of the life that they were living in um, and be redeemed daily in mm-hmm. certain areas not to go back to that right. way of life. Because we mentioned before, you know, we were led by our convictions. We're not made perfect when we're born again. We still have to live in this world. We still have to make the decisions that so everybody else around us makes. and But it is a growing process. And we learn by listening to the Holy Spirit and following the Word of God <laughs> to be able to make our decisions based on what we find in the Word and our convictions on mm-hmm. the inside of us. So if we're to be... Um, looked at as a place of hope and a place of help to those people around us, then we have to learn to be more Christ-like. We are not, again, made perfect and made just like Jesus because we get born again. We have the ability, once we accept Jesus as our Savior, Mm -hmm. and once we learn to live (laughs) by His Word and the Holy Spirit, then we have the potential to become Christ-like. And he said that's what he wants for us. And because we're in that right standing with him, then we have the authority to begin to take him at his word and call it our own. That's because we're in his kingdom. So this is the scripture that that came to mind when you were Uh getting to all of that. And he's talking about that now we have the spirit on the inside of us in this chapter to help us with our infirmities or those challenges that we face on a regular basis and we have to make those decisions that are going to give us a different outcome than what the world has because that's what we want we yes, want to absolutely. you know we are we are in the same we are in the world we are in the same position as a lot of people but it's the decisions that we make that are able to influence us to uh, to be like christ and so he's talking about here that we should pray as we ought. this is um romans 8 and verse uh, 26 that it's the spirit within us that helps our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And this is the infilling of the Holy Spirit that Tony talked about. This is the empowering um, that gives us the ability to make those decisions. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. See, we don't always know what decisions we need to make or well, we know the decision we need to make, but we don't know the ABC, the step right, to right. get us and, to that.
0: And a lot of times it's hard when you're looking at something. It's really hard to discern, to understand what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, and how, how am I supposed to handle this? Well, I, I, just, I just decided I'm not listening to the news all the time. Right. I will some, maybe, maybe some, but not much. You know, but I'll tell you what, Smith Wigglesworth, he wouldn't even they didn't have TV then. Right. But he wouldn't even let a newspaper in his house. You say well he was just old-fashioned well he raised over 27 people from the dead he had that, he had power mm-hmm. i said he had power yes. see and so i'm just saying
1: so this is what has to influence our decisions again and that spirit that's on the inside of us searcheth the hearts and knoweth what is the mind of the spirit so we connect yes we we get on the same page yes because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So see, we don't always know what the will of God is in every situation unless we are in tune with his word and with his spirit. Yeah. And then he's able to get us into his will. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. So if we are on this page doing what he said to do here, then we know that what we're doing is going to work to our good. Absolutely. Because we're doing what he said he could do, that that he wanted to do to them who are called according to his purpose. So as long as we're following him and his purpose, then we know that it's going to work to our good. But this is what, what I wanted to get to. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So because we do oh, this, this and because he has made a way for us to be like Jesus We're predestined to become like him if we do these things. So it's being conformed to his image that he might be the firstborn among many brethren because he came like you said he came. But it goes on also here to say that he justified us and to them we'll be glorified. So glory is the manifestation of his presence. So because we do this, he can get his will in our life and we can be the manifestation of his presence in the earth, we can be the answer.
0: Well, you know, Jesus said, he said, I'm the light of the world. Mm-hmm. But then he went on and said, now you're the light of the world. Yes. So what he's saying is, is I want you to look just like me. Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about it, I mean, you know, why does it the Bible in the New Testament, we're talking about the Pauline revelation that I don't think is preached nowhere near enough in churches
1: at all. You probably have to define what that is. Define what? The the Pauline Pauline revelation is who you are in Christ.
0: I mean, you know, he's the one who said that you're the righteous. Well, let's just read it. I got my finger right here on it. He's the one who said in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, in verse 17, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, in Christ. See, that's how you got born again. You're in him, 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Mm-hmm. That's the new birth. Yeah. He said, in other words, and that don't mean that you, you know, that you just, you know, you just got to, ch- you just learned how to change your mind. He said, you're new, you're different, you're new. In other words, if you read that out of the Amplified, it tells you that in the Amplified, it says that you are a new species of being that never before existed. Wow. In other words, you never existed. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you're, totally something brand new. You're recreated by his spirit. And now listen you were translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Mm -hmm. You were changed to the point where that you can come out of the presence of darkness and of death and of Satan and over into the presence of Almighty God Mm -hmm. because you were washed in the blood of Jesus Christ and you're no longer the same person that you were Mm -hmm. internally. See, but now what he wants you to do is he wants you to come to that place where you become conformed to him, not just in spirit, but in soul and body. See, that you renew your mind to that place where that you think like he thinks, you act like he acts, you respond like he responds, and you just you just walking as one with him. Mm-hmm. See, that's what he wants. You are the light of the world. Yeah. See, that you are the answer. That's what I'm trying to get across. You're the answer. You shouldn't be sitting around wringing your hands wondering what's going to happen. You got all the answers exactly. if you knew who you were. And he goes on down in the, the 21st verse of that same chapter. He says, for he hath made him, talking about God the Father, hath made him Jesus. Now listen to this. Guys, this is in there. Mm-hmm. It says, it says uh, made him to be sin, now notice, for us, not his sins. Right. He said he became our sin for us. Why? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So see, God's word says, because he became sin, you became righteous. When you accept what he did for you. See, he took your place you had a debt that you could not pay. Throughout all eternity, it was impossible for you to ever pay it. It was a sin debt, Mm -hmm. and so the Father sent Jesus, and he said, I'll go. I'll pay the debt for them, and guys, if you understood what he had to go through to pay that debt, oh my gosh, you think, well, he was nailed on a cross. Yeah, he was nailed on a cross, and that was bad, and yes, he was beaten, beyond recognition. That was bad. But the Bible says he went into hell itself. Mm-hmm. He was separated from God. He died spiritually. See, he, he said, oh my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? For the first time in all the eons of time, he had been separated from God. Why? So that you could be brought back into relationship with him. And he went into hell. And he paid the sin debt. And he was raised from the dead because he was there, not because of the sin he had committed. He was there for the sins that humanity had committed. And death could not hold him because he was still a righteous man. Mm -hmm. And so death couldn't hold him. And God raised him from the dead. And because of that, he's given us that opportunity to accept what he's did for us and to experience that new life that he has for us. And that's that's what he's got for us. And when you think about the resurrection, when you think about the new birth, and you think about what He's did for us, my God in heaven above, you know, let's read. Uh, let's read John. What what chapter is that? John, the Gospel of John. I want to say it's the. It may be the end of the sixteenth chapter, of John. And I was just reading that, this morning. I should have probably marked it, but. Uh, uh, Jesus was talking to his disciples. May have been the end. Let's see. You find it? He said, uh, He said, uh, My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Okay, it's 16th chapter. I'm sorry, 1633. Sixteen thirty-three. Can you read that for us?
1: Mm-hmm. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer; I have overcome the world.
0: Said, "I have overcome the world." Can I? I'm gonna read you that out of the amplified. Mm-hmm. This is like you gotta be now. This is this is the absolute bona fide truth. Mm-hmm. This is the way it is right now. Whether you accept it, whether you believe it, whether you can understand it, means nothing as far as. God Almighty is concerned. This is exactly where you are right now. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace and confidence. Peace is that absence from the fear and the torment and the stuff that's going on around you in the midst of a horrendous storm. You can have absolute peace and be quiet and still because you know something. See, you got to know something. What is it? Listen. To what it goes on and says. It says, have perfect peace and confidence. In the world, he said, you'll have tribulation and trials and distresses and frustrations. He said, but be of good cheer. Take courage and, and, and be confident and certain and undaunted. He goes, he goes, for I have overcome the world. Now listen to how he describes that overcome the world in the Amplified. He said, I have deprived it of its power to harm you and have conquered it for you. In other words, that word "power" does not mean that he he has he has made him helpless, that he can't do something. What that means that that is not a uh, a uh, a word of action. What that is is a word of authority. Mm-hmm. There's t- the word "power" many times is translated either way, and you have to define what it's talking about. Is it talking about is it talking about actions? You know, I have the power to do this or to do that, or is it talking about authority? Here he's talking about authority. Mm-hmm. He didn't, you know, he didn't destroy him. He's no longer non-existent. But what he did do, now listen, he rendered him helpless in his rightful authority to harm you. In other words, he doesn't have a legal right to harm you. He is trespassing on private property because the Word of God says that you're not even your own. You're bought with a price. Your, your, your spirit and your body belongs to Almighty God. He's trespassing on God's property. See, he doesn't have this legal right to, and the authority to push you around. But it, when you know that, and you know that here God said in his word, Jesus himself said it, it's in red. He said, I have deprived him of his power or his authority to harm you in any way. Mm-hmm. So what you do, you walk by faith. You say, yeah, I know the world's gone crazy. But what's that got to do with me? Mm-hmm. I'm flourishing in time of adversity. Why? Because I'm in Christ Jesus. My life is hid with God in Christ. Mm-hmm. See, I'm in him and he's in me. And the only way you can get to me is you got to get to him because I'm hidden down here on the inside of him. And see, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. See, I am of God. In other words, I am born again of God. I have his spiritual DNA flowing through the inside of me. And because of that, the greater one is in me, and I overcome all the time. The only way you can defeat me is you got to defeat Jesus. The devil's already tried that, and he couldn't do it. So, all I got to do is keep my faith and my trust in Him and walk in fellowship with Him and stay with Him and dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. What do you got? You okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we're talking about who we are in Christ and what God has done for us. And uh, I tell you, you could, you could go to so many scriptures. But let's. I'm going to go to Ephesians for just a few minutes. We've got just a few minutes left here before we run out of time. There's so much in the book of Ephesians that you could read about, about what God has done for us. But there's primarily three things. There's a prayer here that we mentioned a lot. Well, i tell you what, before we even look at that one, we'll let's go to, to Ephesians 1, uh, and let's look at verse 3. Here it says that uh, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3, he said, Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, now listen, hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now notice they didn't say that he's going to bless us. It's not going to happen one day in heaven, but no, he's blessed us now mm-hmm. with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, we say it a lot of times, you know, the Lord bless this person, the Lord bless that person, the Lord bless them, Lord bless them. In reality, according to this, he's already blessed them what we probably should be saying, Lord, open their eyes yes. to the fact that you've already blessed them with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Let them see, Lord, let them understand that your favor, your grace, and, 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 and your blessing is in their life. And, 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 because see, you can, only, you can only receive from him what you know. Mm-hmm. Your faith can never exceed your knowledge. And the more you increase your understanding of the things you know, the more of God's grace can come into your life. That's why we have to feed on God's word daily. Then it goes on down, and it says here in the book of Ephesians there's three things he said that he wanted us to know and to pray about. Another one's he wanted, another one's, I'm, this is coming out of the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 1. And uh, we're going to start with, it'll be in verse 19 and 20. That he talks about these things. There's three things that He gives us. Number one is He wants us to know what the hope of your calling is. What your purpose and your, His plan is here for your life. Number two, He wants you to know what the provision is for you. It's, it's called uh, what is the, 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 the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. In other words, that's what belongs to you. And then the third thing He wants you to know is He wants you to know what is the exceeding greatness of His power to us who believe. Mm-hmm. So He wants you to know your purpose, He wants to know your provision, and he wants to know you to understand the power that you have. If we only understood the power that we have as the body of Christ, these things wouldn't be going on like they are today. I'm just telling you, they wouldn't. And we've run out of time, but before we close, we want to give anybody that's out there that has an opportunity. If you've not made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, or you say that I have, but I'm not serving him. See, we we take this serious because I believe that there's people out there that needs to pray this prayer desperately. And if you would, I want you to pray this prayer with us right now. And we're just going to believe God to do something in your life that's it's going to be different than it was before. Mm-hmm. Say this with us. Say, Jesus, I take you today as my Lord and as my Savior. Sin, Satan, you are not my God. I do not serve you. Jesus, you are my Lord. I will serve you all the days of my life. And Heavenly Father, I thank you now for receiving me and accepting me, and fulfilling me with the fullness of your Spirit. Now, if you prayed that prayer mm-hmm. with the sincerity and genuineness of heart, then there's a change in your life. You need to tell somebody. Mm-hmm. Let somebody know what God has done for you today. Let us know. Share it with somebody, and find you a local church if you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Contact us, and we'll give you a name of a real good one that we go to, okay? And we're, just, we're thankful for what God's done in your life, and we want to hear from you if what we've been talking about and teaching, if it's uh, been a blessing to you, let us know. Contact us and let us know. And if you have any prayer requests of any kind, you can email us or you can write us, however you, however you do that. But uh, we're thankful for it. You have anything?
1: No, just pick up right there where you left off in Ephesians if you prayed that prayer and find out what your purpose is and the power and provision that's been made available for you to fulfill it.
0: Amen. God wants you to fulfill your days and He wants you to be the light and the salt in this earth and be the answer for others that are walking in darkness today. God bless you till we see you again.
1: Please connect with Arise and Shine by visiting our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash show or emailing us at AriseAndShineTV at gmail.com. We look forward to connecting with you.